Some of you have seen our earlier YouTube videos that were produced by a young man named Sean Wise, uh, where the beginning is just a short clip of me speaking at different stages at different times over the years. Sean, uh, Lord bless his soul, Sean worked for me for several years and actually died of a heart attack at age 30 uh, on his way to church, driving to church, and had a heart attack, massive heart attack at age 30 and passed away. But Sean did that intro, and one part of that intro, if you are a good lip reader, you get right up on the video, you'll see I say, false pride keeps most people broke. And false pride keeps people, even network marketers, broke, broken, and all bound up. And that's what we're going to talk about on this session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've had a fabulous week. Uh, Since we last talked last week, I've probably had more recruiting conversations via email, text, phone, and social media media messaging than I've had in any one week period ever in my life. It's just been nonstop the last week. Uh, Currently, I have probably over a 100 people that... I've invited to take a look at the three-minute video over at aplgousa.com and dozens that, you know, over a hundred that haven't taken the time to see it yet and dozens that have seen it and are in the evaluation process. Uh, I've personally sponsored about 35 or 40 people. Our organization has exploded to over a hundred uh, I think it could easily be 500 by the end of the month, maybe even more than that. And I feel absolutely certain by the end of the year we'll be over 10,000 members on our team. So that's what's been going on with me. I've almost lost my voice. I, I'm doing this in the evening. Uh, I'm late. Um, I'm out of my rhythm. But for those of you that you know sent me and I didn't get but two or three, but those of you that sent me nasty emails telling me that a Russian company launching in the U.S. was never going to work and so on and so forth. Uh, and again, I only got three. But I just want you guys to know that many of our team members made more money their first week than a lot of them have ever made uh, in any period of time since they've been involved in this profession. Uh, our first week's income uh, was more than most leaders, and I say that with quotes, but people in leadership positions make monthly our first week. Uh, so 
you know, just keep the nasty grams to yourself. It's not going to affect me at all. Honestly, it just makes me feel sorry for you. I wonder what's where's the disconnect. Um, but honestly, the days of these podcasts may be coming to an end. Uh, my plan right now is to try to hit 200 episodes with the MLM Success podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is session 195. Uh, so, and I, I just warn you that between now and then, uh, the next four, five, six episodes for sure are going to be based upon my real world network marketing experience happening right now. And if that offends you, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I think some people will really benefit from hearing how we're building a million dollar organization from day one. And, you know, I've had thoughts. And then after, you know, down the road, we could have dozens of our team members come and be guests and share their success stories and how they moved forward down this road. And and some of you, I know I would personally find that type of content very interesting, but some people won't. And again, I just haven't really decided yet. You know, I've given you guys five years of 100% generic podcasts that you can go back and listen to and hear uh, over and over. And the No Fluff podcast uh, has 138 sessions that we did over there before we discontinued that. And I think what I'm going to probably do is just ask uh, Brandon, my podcast guy, to just upload this session to both MOM Success and the No Fluff Podcast. So if you haven't listened to the No Fluff Podcast in a while and you're back, hello, glad to have you. I hope you find some benefit in what I'm going to be sharing with you. Uh, and if not, guys, you know, I don't need to hear how how bad you hated the session. Just go, there's a lot of other podcasts you can go listen to from really nice people that love to teach you how to do that, which they've never done. Or if they've have done it, there's very few that can name one person that they ever recruited that was not already in the industry who they personally recruited and guided to a full time income. So let's get into false pride. What's the definition of false pride? I think it's something that I could really spend some time on and would like to spend more research time with. I think it's interesting that I was talking about this 20, 25 years ago, but I've never really taken the time to really study it from a really psychological standpoint. But idioms dictionaries gave this as the definition an exaggerated high or pretentious opinion of oneself one's abilities and one's circumstances that is not based on real achievement or success example they give he goes on and on about his literary abilities but it's just false pride the truth is he's never been published so that was from Idem's Dictionary, and I think the key there being no track record, no track record to back up the ego, no track record to back up the ego. And I did a little bit of research from Live Science, and Live Science said a proud person could either be genuinely self-confident or falsely arrogant, a new 
new reviews and studies show. So genuinely self-confident or falsely arrogant. I've talked about over the years that I believe a lot of people that don't have much self-confidence think everyone who does is arrogant. If they have self-confidence that's that's noticeable, then therefore it's arrogant. And it's two different, totally two different issues. And when you're in the marketplace recruiting, I appreciate confidence. Uh, I appreciate people that are convicted. Uh, I appreciate people that are sincere, even if they're sincerely wrong. I appreciate the fact that they have some conviction. They're not mealy-mouthed. But all of us can pretty much recognize arrogance, true arrogance, when we see it. Life Science says the results showed people tend to link pride either with accomplishment and confidence, which the authors term as authentic pride. So you, when you have accomplishments and confidence, it creates authentic pride. Are they connected it with self-preservation, low self-esteem, and arrogance called hubristic pride? So you have authentic pride and hubristic pride. While authentic pride was associated with more positive personality traits than the hubristic type, both emotions, I found this really interesting, both emotions must have provided some survival benefit for our ancestors. The research suggests because very few people have the ability to take an objective view of themselves and their circumstances. You guys have heard me say a thousand times, to their own self be true, to their own self be true. And maybe the reason being is because, as this study says, suggests that very few people have the ability to take an objective view of themselves and their circumstances. And, you know, we've all seen it in the marketplace when we're communicating. Uh, a lot of times you see this false pride, this ego uh, centered around nothing but their own thoughts. It's rampant in the network marketing profession, but we see it in everyday life. We see it in people that, you know, we see it in our relatives and our friends. They're, you know, people are coworkers. They're stuck in the great American box, uh, but telling themselves how wonderful they're doing all the time complaining about the company, their boss, you know, Donald Trump, the economy, and whoever else they can blame for their circumstances. They do not have the ability to take personal responsibility, so therefore they try to project a false pride in, uh, when they're around other people. You know, and I certainly, I've got a lot of empathy right now. I mean, I understand that some people have have let themselves really become paralyzed uh, in this strange and chaotic times that we're living in. And, you know, you could predict that that was going to happen right when the coronavirus hit. I knew that was going to happen for a lot of people. Uh, you know, Session 167, we tried to warn people, look, how you know we did what was 167 it was called the opportunity the coronavirus provides us and some of you have taken that to heart and really progressed and done a lot of great things during these crazy chaotic times but some people have become paralyzed with all of it 
The point is, it's really easy to recognize false pride in other people, but what about in ourselves? What about in ourselves? As I've shared in this podcast, you know, prior to the coronavirus in November of 2019, you know, I, I, I made the decision that I really needed a business challenge that made sense for Dale, for me. You know, a business challenge for me may be different than a business challenge for somebody else. Just because it's good for one person doesn't necessarily get, mean it's good for another and so on and so forth. And I respect that. But I decided to set a go that I want to add $5 million to my net worth in the next five years. And that's a big, huge, audacious go. I mean, I understand that. But I also know from past experience, as Earl Nightingale taught me years and years ago, that when you set huge goals, uh, first of all, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, and you couldn't think about it if it wasn't possible. Of course, that's Napoleon Hill. That's not Earl Nightingale. But I know that's true. What the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. If you If you couldn't achieve it, you couldn't conceive it. But Earl Nightingale taught, you know, set huge goals. And when you do, you will attract the people, the places, the circumstances into your life to make that dream a reality. You've all heard that if you've heard The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, one of the audios that we recommend. And those of you in the training club, that's in your back office. Uh, that video recording, our audio recording from Earl Nightingale is back there for you. And it's something that I've believed and I've taught for many, many, many years. And some of you have heard this story that I've told. I'm going to share it again real quickly. But I remember distinctly the day it happened. Uh, I was pouring concrete, making a concrete walk uh, in the back of my house out by uh, around a, a pool that we had. And I w- it was an above-ground pool. It wasn't nothing special. This was when I was living in a little, uh, probably 1,600, 1,800-square-foot ranch before Mallard Point, which some of you know about, or before the the 16,000-square-foot home we built on 100 acres in central Kentucky. Before all that, this was early. Shackley day, well, not Shackley days, but it was early. And I had my Walkman on, which I usually normally did, and I'm listening to Jim Rohn. I'm listening to Take Charge of Your Life, the six audio program that I've heard a thousand times and not exaggerating. And I heard him say something I'd heard him say many times. He said, everyone should strive to become a millionaire, not for the money, but for the person you will have to become in the process. And I'd heard that. No telling how many times, but for some reason that day, it sunk from my head to my heart. I mean, I got it. I got it. Not for the money, because I'm not a real money-motivated person. I don't need a lot of things. I just need time with the people I love, and that's all I need. I need I need to be around my grandkids. You know, I need to be around my parents. Uh, that's what. That's the most important thing for me. And. But when he said it, it's like it's not for the money. It's for the person you will have to become in the process. And at the time, you know, I was making um, 20000 a month whether I did anything or not. 
I had three qualified legs, uh, over 10,000 people in four or five different countries. Uh, we were booming, had great people. Uh, they knew what they were doing. And, but I wasn't a millionaire. And that day I decided, okay, I'm going to write it down. My goal is to become a millionaire within the next five years. And honestly, that opportunity was not going to, was probably not going to provide that. But I, I wouldn't admit that at the time, but that was the truth. It probably wasn't. It's going to be a good twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar a month income. Uh, but at some point, a lot of times you're just trying to, to replace what you're losing every month. And many of you understand that concept. And if you don't build it out there quickly and get it out there real big, real quick, then at some point it starts backing up on you most of the time. So I understood that, but I still made the go. I didn't know how or what, but I, I made the go. And the next month is when the gentleman called me, wanted me to put together a training program uh, that he had seen us do through National Safety Associates for this new company he was starting called New Image International. And pretty much the rest is history. Uh, I tried the product. I lost 10, 12 pounds. People, you know, taking three tablets a day. People saying, Dale, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it just... It just made sense. My gosh, people, if only there was a pill people could take to lose weight, you could probably get rich. You know, I started to look at, look at it for what it was. Now I was committed, dedicated to what I was doing and to my team. We had a huge team, but I also knew that it was tapped out, that I had just barely missed the big growth of that company. And, uh, long story short, when I decided to make the move, everybody said, Dale has absolutely gone crazy. My wife, my parents, everybody. Dale, you've worked so long for so hard. You're, you're in a great financial situation. Why would you start all over? And I said, because if this goes, it will make me a millionaire. And if it doesn't, I have the skill sets and the mindsets and the work ethic. I'll make it wherever I land. The confidence, which some people may think is arrogance. But I just believed in the systems that we've developed. I believed in what I was doing, and I wasn't overly concerned about it. Um, so, you know, my last check from that company was over 25000 My first check from the new company was $687. And then everybody that knew me knew I'd lost my mind. But, you know... Uh, we ended the year at 1.1 million that year. The next, uh, two years later it was 3.3 million. The year after that it was 3.8 million. And I just knew. Now, the question is, if I hadn't set the goal to become a millionaire while I'm pouring concrete in my backyard, would that gentleman have ever called me asking me to Develop the training system for his new company he was starting. Would I have ever found out about it? Who knows? Who knows? I just believe that when you set the goal, then you will track the people, the places, the circumstances to make that goal a reality.
at the time I set their go, there was, you know, uh, so I just, you know, I, I decided that, uh, November 2019, it's like I want to create a $5 million, I want to add $5 million to my net worth over the next five years. And at the time I set to go, there's nothing that I would enjoy more than just going all in on network marketing. I mean, there's nothing that I would enjoy more than that. However, I understood that to create that type of income and that short of a period of time, I mean, all the stars have to line up. And in 40 years in this profession, I've only had that happen twice. And I've, to me personally, and I've only seen it happen about four or five times in 40 years with other companies, but I've experienced it twice. And, but I understand what it looks like when it gets there, when, when, when all the stars are in line. And sure, I've seen many companies that have huge, huge upside potential that, that if everything played, came into, into play the way it probably would, the potential was huge, but it was nothing more than that. It was just potential. Uh, so, uh, I knew there wasn't a company in the marketplace that would allow me to create, to achieve that goal. Uh, it just wasn't because again, they don't come along very often. Maybe, you know, once every 10 years or so. Again, I've seen four or five in 40 years. So the business model that I decided on, and I've probably talked about this in other podcasts, was to buy, sell, flip e-commerce stores and websites. And in November, we started on that journey. Uh, since November, I've probably spent an average of 15 hours a week in personal education time, really trying to look and find the right mentor. Uh, I've bought seven websites. Uh, I've hired a team of eight writers and a programmer and started building out an additional five to ten websites. And this has all happened since November. And it's been a really exciting, profitable adventure uh, because I can see progression and moving forward each and every month. Uh, if there's one thing that I can't stand in myself and even in other people is stagnation. I just can't, I can't stand it. If I'm, if I'm building a business and I want the business to be progressing forward and certainly you're going to have ups and downs in any business, but the general trend needs to be forward. And so that's kind of where I was. And then the coronavirus hit and I was very thankful that I had made the decision four months earlier and was really far down that road. Uh, I had put into close to 200 hours in personal education time at that point and was taking action on what I was learning. Again, knowledge without action only leads to self-delusion. So our e-commerce websites have done really well during this Corona time. Uh, I think the future is absolutely unbelievably bright for that business model. Most income, uh, most of my income that's not passive are based upon income generating assets. Most of my income is generated from the speaking ex ex uh, engagements that I accept. And for the last several years, I've accepted, you know, up to two speaking engagements a month, uh, for several years, usually on the weekends. Uh, 
because I, I don't particularly love to travel anymore. I've, I've done it my whole life. I do and I will, but it's not something I enjoy. Uh, most of my speaking engagements have been for network marketing companies, but for many other type of organizations as well. However, the live events have come to a screeching halt since Corona. I mean, uh, people aren't booking live events like they once were. And I'm in a good market here in Atlanta, obviously. But uh, after Corona hit, uh, I did one live event and I did one two online events and the rest were canceled for the remainder of the year. And from a just cash flow situation monthly, you know, that's where my money was made. Uh, However, uh, I think that industry, the live event business is probably going to change quite a bit. I don't know if it'll ever return to what it once was, but I'm okay with that because again, you know, really focusing on this digital, digital assets business is something I absolutely enjoy and see and understand and excited about. So two weeks ago, the last thing in the world, uh, I expect it was for lightning to strike literally the third time for me. And I mean, if you told me three weeks ago that you're going to be focused on launching a new network marketing team, uh, I would say you're absolutely have lost it. There's no way in the world that's going to happen. Again, as I've already shared, I'd already, uh, I've already, as I've already shared, you know, I have about 16 network marketing related websites. Uh, so three weeks ago, uh, I was in communication with one of the top website brokers in the world. And my hope was really to liquidate most of my network marketing-related websites and just devote a set number of hours a week to our Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy and MM Training Club members and our personal coaching clients. I just wanted to focus right there with those people, people I've developed a relationship with at some level. And I was really considering just stopping this podcast altogether, which still may happen, but for different reasons, as I've already talked about. But I was emotionally and psychologically just kind of ready to bow out. So why this drastic pivot and where did this total change in my thinking come from? And I've told this story many times, but I'll never forget it. I heard a a preacher one time. He said, if we could see the future, we would all be millionaires. And I felt like standing on the pew and st- and just yelling, no, absolutely not. Not if we don't take advantage of what we see. I believe in timing. I believe the trend is your friend, always have, always will. And I'm not talking about uh, working a startup with a unique comp plan and a product that has huge upside potential. I wouldn't be sharing this story with you if that was the case. Truthfully, we've all heard those stories about this new program that's launching in this unique revolutionary product and blah, 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 blah. How many times have we heard that story? I mean, how can any network marketing opportunity make more sense for me at this point in time in my life uh, 
how could a network marketing opportunity make more sense for Dell to participate in than than uh, building a a digital real estate empire? Why should what network marketing opportunity could possibly mean more or make more sense for me at this point in time in my life than just continuing down this path? of developing a digital real estate empire, for lack of a better term, but I think it sounds kind of cool. So the answer is simple for me, was simple for me to to make this decision, you know, after just a, a little bit of investigation and due diligence. So it was simple for me, but evidently based upon the false pride that I've encountered from many what appears just an absolute no-brainer for me at this point appears uh, 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 appears to be uh, difficult for some other people to even grasp or understand. And you know, I'm going to admit it. When when I first looked at this company, I was seeing it through United States startup company classes. I was seeing it as I would view any startup starting in the United States. That's how I was looking at it. And many of the people that I've been communicating communicating with uh, over this last week are looking at the opportunity the same way I did. They're looking at it through USA startup company glasses. And that's probably normal, but it's wrong. It may be normal, but it's wrong. You can't get a clear picture through those glasses. I mean, it's like you're trying to compare apples to oranges. So what I had to do is I had to look at it totally different, and it kind of happened not on purpose, let's say. I mean, obviously, when I looked at what the company offered, I saw the value and a $40 auto ship program, which is affordable to the masses, to anyone. I understood the negative ions and the science behind the product, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, 63% documented payout, the most and the most unique hybrid, hybrid compensation plan I'd ever seen was extremely appealing, but that's really not the point. I've seen companies that off, that offered some of the same benefits, maybe not all of them, but some of them that I've mentioned. But many companies have had huge potential, have started, and never gotten to their fifth year. Many never got to their second or third year. So, you know, it was still a lot of rah, 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 in my opinion. Uh, those that do make it and get beyond their fifth year uh and and then it's evident it's it becomes obvious to the masses that it was a phenomenal opportunity or that it is a phenomenal opportunity say they're starting year 6 but by that time the big money's already been made by the those who took the chance in the beginning i mean the big money the the, the foundational organizations are created in the first 5 years and we all understand that and accept that. So 
I was lying in bed one night thinking about, and it was probably after I'd recorded the, the, the webinar last week, and I was thinking about, man, I would love to run again. And I was thinking about what if, what if this is what it appears to be? And all I was having these real positive thoughts, you know, how much fun and growth the comp plan could create financially for many people that I deeply care about. And I was just thinking about, oh, I hope this will happen for them. I'm, I'm really excited about this product and I'm, and I'm having these thoughts. And then it's like, a ton of bricks came out of the heavens and just knocked me right in the head. And it says, Dale, it's not what if. This is not what if. What's wrong with you? What kind of glasses are you looking at this through? Dale, it's documented track record. Documented track record. There is no looks good or what if in this equation. You've been looking at it through the wrong colored glasses. Look at the documented track record of the other 30 countries where this company has already launched. It's nearly eight year old company. The track record is here. They've, they're beyond the five year period. They've done over $55 million in sales last year. They own their own manufacturing facility. They own it. They own the building. They own the technology. Uh, life-altering incomes have already been created all over the world. There's people making six figures a month already. It's an immediate gratification nutritional product. You suck on it, and you can tell a difference, especially if you. The, some of them, other people, different people can tell difference with different products. But for me, I've had trouble sleeping for years. I take two of the SLPs. I think that's what it's called. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I ta- they're on my my nightstand. I take two of them. I've slept like a baby four nights in a row, not woke up one time. It's a $40 auto ship. And Dale, that's all documented. There is no what if. So once I really understood this and I went to work, so I'm launching this thing, and I'm going to launch it like I've never launched anything. The amount of false pride that I've run into, uh, it's been kind of interesting. Not really disturbing. It is kind of disturbing, but it's been very interesting. And, yes, I've talked to many retired leaders who are done. They're just done. And they're just enjoying their life, their grandkids, and they work really hard. They built it, and they're done. And I respect that. I totally respect that. You know, for me, personally, I just love playing the business game too much. And what business it is doesn't really matter to me as long as it's progressing. And obviously, the network marketing game is the best game in town as long as it's progressing, as long as it's progressing. But again, for the network marketing game to really flourish the way people talk about it flourishing, all the stars have to line up. They have to line up. 
But for me, I just love playing the game too much. I mean, I don't play golf. I don't play tennis. I don't fish. I don't hunt. Uh, I don't have any hobbies. Uh, I have in my life at different times, but I certainly don't now because I have found that for me, I want to spend time with family and I want to build businesses. That's what, that's what I love to do. That's what I get joy. Some people love going out and hitting a golf ball and they love that. And I respect that and understand that. I was that way about laser tag for a few years. I was that way about, uh, competition, uh, no limit, uh, hold them for a few years. I played in a tournament almost every weekend. So I've had those times in my life, but the one constant for me has always been business. And, you know, I love building businesses and probably more than building businesses. What I really love is building teams, teams of people and watching those people progress and move forward. There's nothing worse than having teams of people that are not progressing and moving forward. And especially when they're just fighting too difficult of a battle in the marketplace. But there's not a more enjoyable business on the planet than when you create a culture of positive progression and everyone's having fun You've got a product that is providing value to the end users, the customers, and people are making money and moving forward. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But unfortunately, we haven't seen many examples of that in this profession over the last few years. So I respect people who built, built it and then retired. I really do. I mean, I respect them. Uh, and, you know, that's what they want to do. You know, uh, for me, I hope I'm, I'm, on stage speaking when when the trumpet blows for Dale Calvert, uh, you know, or you know, I'm 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 actively passionate about building something, and I respect those who are running and have a growing, thriving organization. Many of you that listen to this podcast, that's you. You've got a great company. You've got good ownership that you trust, and. You're, you're running and growing and, and you have a thriving organization that's progressing and moving forward. And I so respect that. I do. Uh, and I just wish the best for all those. Uh, but I also understand that we never know what the future is going to hold. Oh, things can change quickly as they have for me, you know, over the last few weeks. And, you know, when I talk to people like that and I knew it was true, uh, when I knew it was true, that's kind of interesting statement. So remember that. Uh, you know, I just let that, those people know. Look, I got some samples I like of the product. I like to to send to you. Uh, I know you're going to love it. Love the product because you're going to get instant gratification. And I just tried to encourage them to move forward in whatever entrepreneurial endeavor that they're involved involved in. And I have a lot of friends that are involved in a lot of different business models. And, I, and I'm just going to encourage them to move forward. But what I've really been shocked by and what you will be shocked by and what, you, you know, you probably have felt this at some level as well if you've been around this profession very long. And, and, and that is the number of people 
that were whining and complaining and emailing me a few few months ago about you know how they don't have a product they retail. How can I retail to recruit Dale when I there is no retail in our our company? Our you know our authorship is way too high. Or how they expect us to to maintain a two hundred dollar authorship? Uh, you know they were complaining to me about their income was dropping and. And those same people that were griping and complaining uh, a few months ago uh, are too busy and too focused on their business to, to take a look at a three-minute video because they're so happy now where they are. I call that false pride. False pride. And false pride keeps people broke, bound, and all turned around. That's false pride. That is false pride. And, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of newbies, newbies have been, who maybe they've been around a couple years in this profession. Uh, they've been working programs maybe a year, uh, maybe a little bit longer and they're not profitable. They're not profitable. They haven't been profitable since they started, but they're, committed and determined and dedicated to stay where they are. And they'll say, well, Dale, I'm just committed where I am. And I say, why? Why? Why are you committed where you are? What what facts back up that kind of decision for you? And I'm just curious. I mean, that's great that you're committed, but commitment alone, if you're committed to the wrong opportunity, that commitment's not going to take you very far. But when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong company and most newbies join companies just because somebody they know, like and trust shares it with them, but they don't look at it from what is for they they can't take who shared it with them out of the equation. They and they can't look at the business for what the business offers. They they, they connect it too much to the person that, that shared it with them. You know, I, I feel sorry for newbies because most newbies don't get involved in the right company at the right time and place. And I've had multiple conversations with people. I just try to encourage them to stay there, learn the skill sets, learn the mindsets. And because I know eventually the right opportunity at the right time is going to come along. And I'm just hoping that they'll be able to recognize it when it gets there. So one of the things I've been doing uh, at night, I'll, I'll go through my, all my, Facebook messages and find all these people that have been pitching me stuff and I'll do a reverse pitch or we I used to call it reverse email, reverse direct mail back in the day. And I just, you know, go right, just send them, send them right back what, what we're doing. And a lot of times these people are just newbies and they're just fired up and, you know, it's fine. But, uh, I wanted to find the guy because I had several of you say, Dale, there's no new hand sanitizer MLM started. How do you make all this stuff up? You know, people are telling me that. But if you stop and think about it, who would get involved in a hand sanitizer MLM? I mean, really, that's somebody that's, uh, is that, does that sound like a legit long-term business model? It's, it might be a short-term, make some retail profit, possibly. But, you know, 
again, that's kind of, there's been MLMs for everything over the years. And I'd mentioned that in the podcast in the last two or three sessions. And some people tell me, Dale, that's not true. So I wanted to find that guy because I'm sure at this point, everywhere I go, there's hand sanitizer on the counters everywhere. Uh, so I just sent him the three minute video in a text. This is like probably two or three. Let's see what time was it? 109. This is last night. So this morning I get up and at 6.06 he sent me a, a message and he said, I watched the first video, looks interesting. So I see it at about 9.30 and I said, the video at the bottom of the page has the comp plan. Watch that and let me know what questions you have. He said, I watched half of it of the bottom video this morning. And I said, where are you located? And he told me the state, and I don't want to tell you the state because I don't want to talk bad about the state. <laughs> and I said, what questions do you have before we get you started? He said, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to do it yet. And then here's, here's the, 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 the statement that broke the deal for me. He said, I'm doing pretty good in a hand sanitizer business. And I said, okay, stay there. When you change your mind, let me know. And he said, okay. And that was the extent of my conversation. And, and my point being is there's a lot of really good people that get involved in businesses that have really no long-term upside income potential. And I don't know how they land there, but they do. And, you know, the number of people in this profession that are tripping over dollars to get to pennies kind of blows my mind. I did a session about this, a podcast. It was a uh, session 98 that you can listen to because there's some of you listening to me right now. You've been tripping over dollars to get to pennies for two, three, four, five years working digital product or, or, or programs that provide no real value to the end user, to the consumer, no solid business model on which to build a real future with. It's just a money game, you know, to make a few, a few dollars, you know, adding up your pennies to make a few dollars. And and it's the same work. If you put the same time, energy, effort into something that had huge upside potential, then you could probably make a huge income. And, and, and it bothers me because I see hardworking people that are just involved in businesses that aren't going to go anywhere. There's no momentum. There's no upside. So I understand that we all fall in love with our first company. It's one of the most common yet worst business mistakes that's made in this industry. I fell in love with the Shackley Corporation. No question about it. Uh, I could have gotten involved in Herbalife in the very beginning. I could have gotten involved in A.L. Williams uh, when it first started in Lexington in the first office in Kentucky. And, you know, if you're in business, you're in business to make money. You're in business to achieve goals. And what happens is we get caught in the cultures of companies and the tribes, the people that we hang around. And, 
sometimes when we do that, I mean, and that's great. That's a great part about this business, the social aspect. But that's not why most people came in the business. They came in the business to progress and grow and move forward. And some people just get involved in businesses that are just, it's like pounding your head against the wall. And I, I, can, I think they kind of become comfortable with, with the tribe, with the culture, with the people. And they don't understand this one thing. The stronger the opportunity, the stronger the culture, the bonds, and the friendships. And you can have progression. See, the, the friendships don't go away. You just develop new friendships. I mean, we've met people uh, four or five years ago that we are great friends with and will be great friends with the rest of our life, no matter where the future takes us because of this industry. And if I hadn't, if I hadn't made the move, I would have never met the people. So it's not like all of a sudden all the people are gone. The reality is you, you, the stronger the opportunity, the stronger the the mentors and the people around you will be. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, you come, you become that which you hang around, and when and when you're in these penny games, uh, you, you don't have as strong a culture as you can have in other businesses, other business models, and. You know, I, I think this is something that is the hardest lesson for people to learn, you know, because most people do fall in love with their first company. And, and I understand that and I, I get it. But if they just could bite the bullet and move forward and what could happen from that uh, is going to be better friendships, better culture and a lot more money in a lot of cases. But that might be a lesson, I don't know, that can only be learned after time. I'm, I'm just not sure. My fear is when I see really talented, hardworking people involved in the wrong business model at the wrong time, that they're going to end up leaving the profession and never return. That's my only fear, that they will leave and never come back. You know, I left Shackley after five years, and it's an absolute miracle that I ever joined the industry ever again. I spent five years there. I was out of the industry for five years. And some of you probably heard the story. Of, I, I say the Lord sent the only person with, he was insane. He was, he was just insane. But, and he would not leave me alone to the point that he was stalking me and almost crazy. But he was the only person on the planet that would have got me to ever take another look at another network marketing company. I'd been gone five years. I was done. But he had my resume. He saw what we did in Shackley. And he decided that no matter what, I was going to be part of his team. And I've told that story in the past. I won't repeat it here. But the the, the I guess the lesson is, The smarter you can get, the quicker you can get there, the better off you're going to be. You know, uh, I got back in the industry, uh, and we developed the fastest growing organization in that, co- in that company, which was National Safety Associates. When everybody else was leaving, 
you know, we were just moving forward because we were actually creating customers and we had a system to do it and we were retailing product and we had a lot of people making a few hundred extra dollars a month and loving every minute of it. But I could see the writing on the wall and there's, uh, and again, I've told all this in the past. I'm not going to go to all the reasons behind it, but, my, but my point is, uh, you have to be able to look at not the people that are, that are recruiting you. You can't base an opportunity based upon the people recruiting you. You have to, the opportunity has to stand alone on its own based upon the compensation plan, the company, uh, the history, the track record, all of that. You know, just because Joe Blow says it's a good opportunity does not mean it is. We all know that leaders are jumping from company to company to company, getting their upfront recruiting bonuses, a lot of times bridge deals and all that kind of stuff going on. We all know that. Let me ask you a question. Why did you join network marketing when you first started? Was it for more friends and a few hundred extra bucks a month? And if it wasn't, are you settling for that? Are you settling for that? That's a travesty as far as I'm concerned. So why did you join network marketing when you started? How long ago was that? Are you, are you continually progressing every month towards your goals? Are you continually progressing every month towards your goals? Or have you just become part of the social club? What does your track record look like up to this point? I'm going to wrap this up, but these are important questions. I've said many times the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. And as a great leader, you must be willing to help people ask the right questions of themselves, especially when you're in the marketplace and you see good people just tripping over pennies, tripping over dollars to get to pennies. Leadership must be willing to tell people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. You know, so what I've been doing, uh, again, going through major numbers, and everybody that has seen a video has joined me, and it's, you know, 35, 40 people so far, and we got a lot of people in, in evaluation now, and I've had 25 or 30 say, Dale, you know, they've given me a, False pride answer for the most part. False pride answer for the most part. Because I know better. Now some, like I say, respect. They're growing. They're, they're moving forward. And I'm, I've tried to encourage them. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And I've had some, like I say, retired leaders, you know, stay retired. Enjoy playing golf. I'm fine with all that. And then some people, they've ju- they're just burnt out on the industry, and I don't blame them. I got burnt out, too, after five years. I was never coming back, so I understand that. But everybody that, that, everybody that I've talked to, I, if they haven't joined yet or they're not in the evaluation process right now, I've said, hey, no problem, no problem. Uh, let me get your postal mailing address. I'll send you some samples of the product. I think you're going to love it. And left it at that. So I've got a list of 25, 30 people that I'm going to get product samples to. So I, that's all I've done. 
And I had last night also, I had one guy that I've been communicating and working with for probably about three years. I love this guy. I love him. Um, big heart, big spirit, unbelievable work ethic. Been in the industry a long, long time. Never made it really big, but he works. And since the time, since we've been communicating, it's like I know he's, he's in the wrong company at the right, wrong time. I know it. And, you know, I've alluded to that a few times in our conversation, but I've never really had a real heart to heart talk with him about it because he's, you know, he's so committed, so dedicated, working so hard. But I had sent him the three minute video and I never heard from him. And it's like, he's my buddy. And finally I said, Hey, did you see the video? And then he starts, yeah, we need to take this and this. And, and he starts talking about what he's doing. And we were texting back and forth. And honestly, I got a little bit frustrated because I'm thinking you should know better at this point. And I picked up the phone and called him. And we were going back and forth civil. Uh, but, you know, he was just deflecting everything, deflect, deflect, deflect. And I don't know what, what, why. I mean, I guess it's just because he is a very dedicated, committed, loyal person. So he was deflecting everything. And I just had to do something I haven't had to do in many years, honestly. And I call it get out my two by four. And sometimes you just have to rear back and hit somebody right between the eyes to get them to stop deflecting and engage their brain. And, and that needs to be something that is part of your arsenal. If you really care about people and you're going to maximize your full upside potential in this industry, I call it my two before we did a whole podcast on that. It was session 84. And sometimes you just have to jar people enough to, to, for them to engage their brain and to think. And finally, I just said, how much money did you make last month? I said, how much money did you make last month? And there was a little bit of a silence and he said, well, not enough. And that question opened him up. Boom. It opened him up. It's like everything I'd been communicating, it like it went to his head, to his heart, almost instantaneously. And the loyalty to the tribe or the false pride, I don't think it was false pride, but sometimes it is false pride, uh, the commitment that he had, whatever it was, you know, whatever it was that was keeping him not hearing, he finally not only listened, but he heard me. He heard me. And when I talked about eight-year-old company, 30 countries, a lot of six-figure monthly earners have already been made, over $55 million in sales, just launched in the United States. Less than 500 distributors. You're probably going to be one of the first five distributors in your entire state. We can work together and make every dream that you've ever had in this industry come true because of the timing, because of the track record, not because of the potential, but because of the track record. And it's like he heard it all and it happened that quick. And it was funny. It was like, he was finally letting the track record of and what it really meant penetrate his heart 
And he just said, let's do this, Dale. Let's do this, Dale. So he got started. A few hours later, late, later last night, he sent me a text just, or he called me and he said, Dale, I just need to thank you. And I said, what? He said, for being in my life. And I said, well, what do you mean, man? And he said, you know, I needed to hear what you said. And I just thank you for having the guts to tell me what I needed to hear. You got to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they always want to hear. But, you know, he's on our team today and I'm sure he's been showing that three minute video all day long because that's what he does. He's got the work ethic. He's got the drive. He's got the desire. He's got the determination. And I knew that he was willing to work. I knew his work ethic. So what I'm telling you guys is you got to get yourself bulletproof and passionate about your company. And if you can't get passionate, you need to find another company. Nobody starts out with the four beliefs. And you probably know what the four beliefs are if you've been listening to this podcast very long or if you're a member of the training club. Uh, but if, if not, we do a whole podcast session just on the four beliefs. That's session 65. All any of us can do is make the best decision we can with the facts we have at the time and then take action. If down the road we realize that we've made the wrong move, we have to have the courage to pivot sometimes. And that's where many network markers have problems. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, but Dale, I'm leaving my team. I'm leaving my team. And I say, no, if you've been authentic with them and you told them the truth, then they're going to respect you for it and you'll always be friends. But most of them, will end up joining you at some point. If you really feel that the, 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 the train has, is, is at the end of the tracks where you are, then you have to find another train to get on. And, and if that's the best decision for you, then why wouldn't it be for the best decision for your team? I remember the first time that I had to make that decision. And again, we had the fastest growing organization in that company at the time uh, we were having fun and making a lot of money but the writing was on the wall because the company was getting ready to totally move in a totally different direction they were getting out of the environmental business and getting into uh, the vitamin and mineral business with uh, with nothing special let's just say it say it that way and it was it was going to be a major, major change. And this was about the time that it was over the summer where I had been home uh, because my wife had had some major surgery and I had to be there, couldn't be traveling, couldn't be on the road. And it was when I was putting together the training program for this other company and had lost 12 pounds on the product. And all the timing of all this kind of came together at the same time. And it's like they have a product that people can take, a pill that can lose weight. So do I want to talk about health and wellness or do I want to talk about weight loss? Well, at the time and at that place and where I was and where everything was, it was like, I'm going to talk about weight loss. So 
Uh, long story short, I ended up joining that company, as I've already talked about. And so I went to the company's convention to, in hopes that they would change my mind. Because when I got there, I was gone. Uh, because I knew that they were getting ready to move in this other direction. I knew all of our people that were retailing the product and making good money, you know, several hundred dollars a week just retailing the water filtration, air filtration systems. I knew what was getting ready to happen. I didn't feel comfortable with it. So they had a big meeting with all the top people, the President's Advisory Council, before the convention started, and they went through and they talked about this new product, and they tried to generate a lot of excitement. And here's what they did. They said, those of you that made the President's Advisory Council last year, do we have their plaques here? We have their plaques here, don't we? They're asking one of the girls in the office. Yeah, yeah we've got – oh, they're over here in the box. Um, go over there in the boxes and find your plaque before you leave. We want to make sure you get, make it home with your plaque. Not, hey, you've done over $2 million in business for us. We're going to bring you on stage. We're going to recognize you. We're going to present you your plaque. Go rumble through all those plaques over there in the boxes and see if you can find the one with your name on it. Well, that was it for me. I'm done. Uh, and I told my wife, I said, they can keep the dang plaque. And I walked out of the room, and she went and found it. But to be that unaware of what's going on when you're having mass attrition in your company because uh, several of your leaders have left to start their own deal, and it, it just didn't set well, and I don't play those games. I don't, I don't operate, I don't treat people like that, and I don't want to be treated like that. We've done $2 million for you this year, and you're telling me to go over there and find the plaque in my box? So that was that was the nail in the coffin for me, and it made the decision real easy, real easy. The hard part was letting our team know because, you know, they were introducing this new product, and everybody was buying all the new, uh, the new swag, the new shirts, the new hats for the new product, and it was like a nightmare for me. I had a meeting when I got back with our top people, and you and you got to understand all these people were making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. This is not nickel and dime. And I said, look, here's the deal. I found the product. Y'all know I've lost weight. This is how I did it. I put together the training program and I'm leaving. And I want all of y'all to stay here and keep doing what you're doing. I don't believe in the new product. I don't think it's going to have a huge uptick in business from it. But y'all stay here. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. And I'm going to go over here and I'm starting from scratch and I'm going to build a new home. And if and when in the future you need to join me, you'll have a home. So y'all keep doing what you're doing. Hang on to your income that you have. I'm going over here and I'm going to build it without you. And I want you to stay where you are because all of you are making full-time income. And that was about eight leaders that I had this, con- this, this conversation with. And they were all crying and disappointed and upset and confused because a lot of them had never been involved in this profession before. For a lot of them, this was their first deal. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And bottom line, seven of the eight said, Dale, if you're going, we're going. 
and they came with us, which made the launch of this new company successful. Uh, if it hadn't been for them coming, it probably wouldn't have happened the way it happened, but they were already w- very well trained. They already understood retail to recruit. They already knew what a 27 percenter was. They understood because the work doesn't change. The work is the work. The mindset's the mindset. So you just have to be very, very aware as you continue to move forward. Just be very aware. And, you know, what I really wanted to do in this session was just to encourage you to look at, look at, look deeper. You know, these are people's lives. We have a life altering business model. If the stars line up and, you know, there's so much self-preservation and, and, you know, false pride in the world and especially in this industry. And it's just be real, be real, get with the right people, go for it, live your life working towards worthy dreams, find some opportunity that you can actually progress with and move forward every month that you can take into the marketplace, generate customers, generate people that have an interest in making extra income and and making more money and just stay in that rhythm and that routine. Most network marketing companies are just full of social club members are just hanging out and they aren't progressing and they aren't working weekly and they're not moving forward. And that is no fun. But when you can get with the right team that's having fun and encouraging each other and moving forward and progressing, this is a fun, fun business. So I just want to encourage you to be yourself. Remember why you joined this profession. And when it makes sense to pivot and you have, I want to, I'm hoping that you'll have the courage to pivot. And work passionately towards your dreams. It was not an easy decision for me to say, you guys stay here, I'm going there. But it was one I was willing to make. And and the last thing I thought would ever happen would they say, Dale, we're coming with you. Now I expect that. I expect that because people know that I'm going to tell them the truth and and that I have their best interest at heart. That I do. And, And I think I've proven that and people understand that. False pride keeps people, even network markers, broke, broken, and bound. And life is too short to not live it, live it progressing forward daily towards your dreams. If you're looking for the right opportunity, I have found it. You can get the, you can check out the three minute video. Uh, what is it? APL Go USA. Dot com. It's there. It's there. It's not theory. It's not look what might happen, look what could happen. It's not about potential. It's about track record. And if you're looking at a leader to work with, if you're looking for an opportunity to get involved with, if you can find one with track record, you're way, way, way ahead of the game. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, This is Dale Calvert. We'll be back with you at least four more times on the MLMSuccess.com podcast. 
Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.